0: All right, good morning. Here we are again uh, online. Glad that you could be with us today. And we're just going to share as we continue this series on stress. And today we're basically talking a little bit more about how to handle stress. And we're going to look at that first chapter of Philippians as we go through this book. So let's just have a word of prayer as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we just ask right now that you will just open our hearts and our minds for what your word has for us. And Lord, we just pray for those who just need a a special touch, uh, maybe a healing touch. Uh, Maybe there's something they're going through in their life right now, might be a relationship issue or uh, just some decisions that they have to make. And maybe they feel like they're under a lot of stress. But Lord, we just pray that your word will speak to them today. And this we pray in Jesus name. Amen. So imagine yourself, you, you fall asleep on the couch on a Sunday afternoon and you begin to dream. And as you dream, you realize that you are an NFL quarterback. And so as you look out from this helmet, being the quarterback of this team, you see a bunch of 300-pound defensive linemen coming at you as fast as they possibly can to try to bury you. Now, that's stress. But how does a quarterback handle stress? Well, basically, he has three C's that he follows. First off, he has confidence. He's taken thousands of snaps, and he can depend, hopefully, on his superior speed, that hopefully he's faster than these linemen, but he's developed instincts and skills. Hopefully, he has a strong offensive line to protect him. And if something should go wrong, he has the best medical team available to put him back together. He also has control. He's called to play. And once the ball is in his hands, he knows exactly what's going to do because he's called to play. Then he has commitment. And this is what he chooses to do, because once the game starts, any second thoughts about risking uh, his body are are forgotten. He's 100 percent committed to executing the game plan that they practiced all week. So this quarterback is facing huge stress, but it's manageable. In fact, he loves it. He has confidence. He has control. He has commitment. Which brings the question to each one of us, how do we handle stress? So we might tell ourselves, okay, just relax. But you know, that seldom works because stress doesn't just go away. To deal with stress, we need to utilize the three C's just like the quarterback does. And in some ways, it's easier said than done. Because in some ways, we might not be real confident. We don't know what's going to happen with our health. We don't know what's going to happen to the economy. or We're not sure about our own abilities. We're not sure whether things are going to work out the way we hope they would. And so many times we even struggle to maintain control. We can't control sickness. We can't control our economy. We can't control any natural disasters. Sometimes we can't control our kids. We can't control our boss. Sometimes we can't even control our own emotions. So then we might end up questioning our commitment. So we second guess our choices. And so we begin to look for shortcuts. Shortcuts. And so when things get hard, we wonder whether or not the benefits are worth the cost. So if we look at these three C's, they can help us with stress. But how do we get confidence? How do we get control? And how do we get commitment? How does our faith help us out? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. How does trusting in Jesus help us deal with the three C's? Now, the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians from a prison. Uh, Perhaps he's in, uh, in Rome under arrest. He's concerned for his life because he could be sentenced to death any day. But he's concerned for the gospel to which he has committed his life. And while he's in prison, these false teachers are infiltrating into the churches And he's heard, even in this church at Philippi, that there's conflict and dissension going on. And even though he knows all of this bad stuff is taking place, Paul is confident and he's committed. And in certain respects, he's in control because he trusts in Christ. So if you have your Bibles or your app or however you're going to read the scripture this morning, turn to Philippians chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 12 through 20. gives us confidence. Look at verse 19 of Philippians. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Now, is Paul confident that he's going to be released from prison? I don't think so. In fact, he probably wasn't going to be released from prison. Now, that's interesting. There's a little footnote here that tells us the Greek word translated deliverance. Is the word salvation and it can also mean vindication so Paul has a lot of confidence because he believes that God will vindicate and save him even if he dies his confidence is further explained in the next verse if you look at verse 20 he says I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, all throughout this letter, Paul is confident not in himself, but in God using him for his glory. In verse 12, he says, what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. In verse 6, which we talked about a little bit last week, he's confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion in Christ. So Paul's confidence is in God. And he realized that he doesn't have to win all the battles, but he merely needs to keep the faith and live his life with courage. Faith changes a lot of the things that stress us out. We don't have to be confident that we can beat cancer in order to face it with a confident hope. We don't have to know how our kids and grandkids will turn out to be confident in dealing with them. We don't have to know whether ethical behavior will pay off to confidently do what is right. Now, will things always turn out as we hope? No. No. We see sometimes cheaters do prosper sometimes, at least for a little while. We see in this life, life can be unfair. We see that Christians can get sick and die. Yet in the end, we also see that Christ will win. So in these few verses that we've read this morning, Paul refers to Christ at least nine times. And Paul believes, and we can believe, that Christ will win in the end. And because Christ will win in the end, we will win in the end if we live with courage and hope. Now, we also see that trusting Christ allows us to control our own choices. Now, this is kind of interesting illustration, but do you like to ride in the passenger side of the car? Are you a right seat driver? How do you do when you're not behind the steering wheel? And I'm going to say I I don't do too well. I have a hard time being in the passenger seat. But if I'm in the, if I'm a right seat driver, I'm always looking at the road, even if I'm not driving. And many times I'm sputtering out, watch out for that car. Or maybe you get stressed when your window is fogged, even though the driver's window is clear. Or maybe you, put your foot on the floorboard thinking the brake pedal is there somehow and you're trying to control the car. You're not the driver. But many times when we're not the driver, we still want to be in control. What we see here is the Apostle Paul was in prison and he didn't seem to have a lot of control over his life. But at the same time, he's convinced that he can make some choices. Look at the last part of verse 18 through 22. Paul says this, If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Now, it's interesting that Paul makes that statement, what shall I choose? Now, he doesn't seem to have much of a choice in what's going to happen to him. He's in prison. He doesn't know what his fate's going to be. But he can control his attitude, however. He says, I rejoice. And he says, I will continue to rejoice. He can choose to live with courage and hope, and nobody can take away that choice. Because you see, there's things that we cannot control. There's many things in our lives we can't control. We can't control some of the people around us. We can't control everything that our kids do. Even a crying infant shows us that they have some control, it seems like. We can't control the people at work. We can't control people driving like maniacs. We can't control terrorists. We can't control the economy. We can't control the politicians, at least not much. We can't control the weather. We can't control the pandemics. We can't control chemical imbalances that happen in our bodies. We can't control the past. But what is Paul's secret for stress that comes from not being in control. He says, give it up. He says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in this body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Now, Paul doesn't get to choose whether he lives or dies. And maybe that's a good thing. He does get to choose to lean into God's plan for him, whether it's in life or in death. Because you see, no matter how helpless we feel, we still have choices. So Paul says to the church, if you go down to verse 27, he says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whatever happens. Whatever happens, whatever happens, we can choose to take care of ourselves. We can choose to eat well. We can choose to go to bed on time. We can choose to do our devotion time to read the Bible and pray. We can choose not to sink to the level of those around us. We can choose to be proactive and positive. We can choose to make the best of every situation. We can choose to do what is right. We can choose to live at peace. We can choose to bring light into the darkness. We can choose to bring glory to Christ. Which brings us to our third one. Trusting Christ makes us strong in our commitment. Let's read verses 22 through 26 of Philippians chapter 1. Here he says, If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Now, a wise man once gave this advice. He said, stay alive all of your life. And Paul decided to do that. For as many days as he would live, he was going to be 100% committed to whatever opportunities God would give him. So you see what happens with stress. Stress increases when we as people, when we're not, 100%. 100%. When well, we're not 100% in the game. A student who's putting forth 70% effort in class or a worker who is going through the motions are setting themselves up for stress. People who are tentative about their marriage commitment, maybe even questioning whether they should stay married, are increasing their stress level. Christians who, who show up at church just when it's convenient while trying to invest as little as possible in their relationship with Christ and they don't care too much about others, they're going to find that their religious activities are just another source of busyness. There's a missionary years ago from uh, to India. His name is E. Stanley Jones. And he said this, If you don't make up your mind, your unmade mind will unmake you. So you see, Shallow commitments lead to disappointment and dissatisfaction. And so when you look back, when you look back in your life, were there times in your life when you were fully committed to Christ? You were fully serving Christ? Maybe you went on a mission trip, or or, or maybe there was a contribution to a cause that you gave, and maybe you invested significant time and effort in some people or maybe there was a time that you took a courageous moral stand so that you could stand for Christ. And in some ways it was stressful to make those decisions, but you're looking at it and say, boy that was great stress. I had joy and fulfillment. That's what following Christ does. That's what being committed to Christ does. Because as you put your life really put your life on pause for just a few minutes this morning, Think about a couple things. Think about this question. What are the sources of stress in your life? What are the sources of stress? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? Is it relatives that you're dealing with? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's just difficult people. Maybe you're just getting older and it's bringing stress. Or maybe you're losing abilities and freedom. Maybe the stress is in the world, and it's making you feel powerless. But I'd like you to look deep within. What do you need to handle the stress in your life? Do you need confidence that you will be okay? Do you need confidence that your efforts will be worth it in the end? Because with Christ, we know that all things work together for our good, Because in the end, we share his victory. Maybe you feel like you're struggling because you feel like your life is out of control. Because you see, there's many circumstances that we cannot control. But we can choose to trust God. We can let go and let God take care of the things that we cannot control while we do our best to stay on course for the things that he had set for us to do. Is there something that's holding you back from being totally committed to Christ? And if we continually question whether following Christ is worth it, sometimes that questioning adds to your stress. But you know what? Once we decide that we are all in for Christ, Once we have decided that we are focused and in the flow of what God is doing and through us, our stress level goes way down and our joy level goes way up. So the question is, what does God want to give to you today? What is the stress that you're facing that maybe there's a lot of things that are out of your control and you need to just give it to Christ, but maybe it's a time where you just say, Lord, I need you. I need to be 100% committed to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And Lord, I just pray as we really go through life and and many days, every day we deal with a certain amount of stress. But Lord, I just pray right now that we can be totally committed to you in all areas of our lives. And Lord, sometimes that's uh, somewhat of an easy thing to do, but there's other times when we have to take our stand. And Lord, I just pray right now that you'll give us all what we need. But Lord, I just pray that all of us here can be truly committed to you. And Lord, I just pray that if there's someone uh, out there that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, that right where they are, that they will ask you into their heart and life. And so, Lord, again, we just thank you for this time that we've had to discuss your word together. And Lord, I just pray that we can uh, just live our lives uh, with a little less stress. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So I want to thank you again this morning for joining us. And and again, if you have any needs or need to talk or whatever, feel free to call. Call the church office. Call me. Call Pastor Scott. And we'll be happy to talk with you and visit with you. But I trust that you can have a, a little less stress this week. But we'll know how to handle it because we're going to give it all to Christ.